Hey everyone, welcome back to Sports RD Snippets. We have a special episode today. It is a one year anniversary of the podcast episode. And I can't believe it's been a year. I mean, it's been a year for sure. It's been a year for everyone. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just been incredible. And just thank you so much to anyone listening right now. Thank you for listening and, you know, spending your time here. I know time is so valuable and you know, I hope if you're here, you know, some story or some snippet of someone's experience has helped you this past year. And I just really appreciate all your messages and feedback. And it just means a lot. So, so thank you. And I think what's crazy is I didn't realize until, you know, I started the Sports RD Snippets Instagram page, how many people want to become sports dietitians. And it's just been so awesome seeing, you know, a student who, you know, 10 months later holds up the white sheet of paper that they're, you know, a new RD and just passed the exam or, you know, seeing listeners that, you know, get the sports nutrition, you know, fellowship or they get a new job. And it's just been so cool to follow people's journeys. And I know there's so many of you listening that I haven't met in person yet and, or that we've connected with and I haven't met you yet. And I, you know, I hope to meet you in person really soon, you know, fingers crossed for 2022, but thank you so much. It, it means so much. And, um, yeah, don't be afraid to say hi. I'll say hi back, <laughs> but thank you. And in this episode for today, I'll be answering all your questions about the podcast. Meredith Price, who was the very first guest on the podcast, will be interviewing me. We are switching seats and she's going to ask me all the behind the scenes and any questions you all had that, you know, DM the Instagram page, I'm going to answer for you today. But before we dive into the episode, we are talking all about momentous protein powder. If you're like me, you definitely had athletes who've experienced the annoying gas, bloating, and discomfort that can come after taking some brands of protein powders. As we know, bloating could be a sign that your body isn't processing the powder correctly and you're likely peeing out most of it because your gut can't absorb it. But with our friends at Momentus, that isn't the case. And this is because they've included a special patent enzyme blend in their whey protein that eliminates gas, bloating, and makes your protein more bioavailable. The enzyme blend in Momentus is called Prohydrolase, and it's been tested in research against other enzymes. It has been proven to actually deliver more amino acids in your bloodstream, which means you fully absorb the protein. Don't you want to make sure your athletes are actually getting the protein they're paying for? Momentus definitely does, and your athletes will notice a difference. They won't feel uncomfortable after they take it, and they'll definitely take their recovery to the next level. Check out their website at livemomentous.com and use the exclusive code RDSnippets at checkout for 20% off your order. That's R-D-S-N-I-P-P-E-T-S. Thank you so much to Momentous for sponsoring this episode, and let's jump in to the one-year anniversary of the pod. Okay, Liz, here we are, one year later. Sports RD Snippets has been around for one year. How does that feel? It's so crazy. I don't, like, it feels like it's just not a big deal. I don't know why. Like, it's just, it's so weird. I feel like I've been doing this for, like, a while, which I guess... A year is a long time, but obviously I haven't been doing it for 27 years prior. So um, I don't know. It's just crazy. I know. I feel like it was just a couple months ago that we were recording the very first episode and our roles were switched at the time and neither of us really knew what we were doing. 
No, I remember like after I interviewed, so just so everyone, I mean, just so everyone knows, like I didn't tell anyone about the podcast or I didn't post about it on Instagram until like I did my, I recorded my intro episode. I interviewed you, Meredith, and then I interviewed Kelly. And like, it wasn't like I was never going to do the podcast, but after I interviewed Kelly, I was like, okay, I think this can work. Like, I think uh-huh. like this can work. And it's super funny because after I interviewed you, like that was my first interview. And I remember being like, that wasn't so bad. Meredith talked most of the time, like no shit <laughs> you're interviewing her, but it's just super funny too. Like, I don't think I realized like how much, like, I don't know, like my podcasting skills would kind of change throughout the years. Like you don't start it being like, can't wait to grow as an interviewer. You know, I just, I never thought about that. I knew I wasn't a communications major and like kind of had no idea what I was doing, but like I was looking back at what I sent you for like the questions and I only sent you like four questions, which mm-hmm. made sense on why the interview was only 30 minutes. And I didn't realize that, you know, I started adding more questions. And so it is crazy. And I remember I was like, I was nervous before the first one, because you don't really know what you're doing. Don't know what you're doing. Don't know how it's going to go. Don't know if the Wi-Fi is You are great. Go. You are great. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thanks to you. Um, well, yeah, here we are. And I get to interview you today, which is super exciting. And um, my podcast skills are nowhere near the level of yours, but you're doing a really good job right now. Thanks. I appreciate it. You know, I, I've learned from the best, um, aka oh, you. Wow. Wow. But Sport 30 snippets, the people love it. You're super engaging on Instagram, which is, I think, really fun. You've gotten some great guests. We have a lot of really awesome questions from dietitians and um, almost dietitians and students on, you know, just how to, how did this happen? What about your guests? Things like that. So Liz, if you're ready, we'll, we'll get started. Let's go. So you've had a lot of wonderful guests. Um, Every week, it's always exciting to just see who's going to pop on the podcast this week. And every week I'm impressed, like, oh, this person, this person. Um, but have you ever struggled to find guests to interview? I don't think I've ever struggled. I like forget. It was super funny. Like I was showing one of my friends from high school, like the analytics of the podcast, like it's an app that I have. And she was like, Oh, how do you know this person? And I like always forget that, like, obviously being a part of CPSDA or just like the sports nutrition community in general, like we all like either know each other or know of someone. So it's just super funny. Like, not like I take it for granted, like how easy it can be to find guests, but it's, I guess, yeah, I don't think I'll ever run out of guests to, to interview, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll kind of talk about later, maybe like topics of how that kind of works, but it's been so awesome because I forget too, like there are people that I've interviewed that I really didn't know before this. I knew they were like part of, you know, obviously sports dietitians, but you know, I feel like I've always known them from this experience. And so, yeah, I won't, I won't run out of guests hopefully. So the goal is that the podcast will last for hopefully many years to come because there's so many people out there and so much more um, like inspiration and advice and there's so many different types of sports dietitians and I kind of try to find a different guest each week. That's going to bring, you know, a a different perspective. Absolutely. And eventually people's jobs will change and you'll have even more questions for them on how that transition went. And so eventually you'll start bringing back, you know, repeat 
uh, dietitians and just see how their lives have changed since their last sports RD interview or snippet interview. Speaking of transitions, (laughs) guys, I'm talking to the, I'm talking to the executive director of sports nutrition at the university of Utah. How does that feel? Sorry. Now I'm like stealing the interview, but it's fine. Oh no, it, it feels pretty good. Yes. A lot has changed since our last interview. I am no longer at the university of Washington. It was a wonderful five years with Emma. Um, but we made the transition over to the university of Utah and I've been here about two months. Um, if you had asked in our interview last July or August, Meredith, where do you see yourself in one year from now? Probably wouldn't have said here because I didn't even think that that could be a possibility. And yet here we are and I'm loving it. So you never know. You never know. What was your um, takeaway from your episode? I forget. I should remember. Wait, <laughs> gosh. Um, it was like, if something bad happens, it's like a good thing. That's not what it was, but like when you don't get something the first time, like it was so right. much Yeah. Timing is everything. I think that's what it was. Yeah, that was, yes, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Timing is everything. And also don't use too many exclamation points if you're emailing Rob Skinner. Yeah, everyone else. (laughs) So Liz, we had a lot of conversations um, prior to you kind of creating this podcast just about what it would look like and should I really do this, things like that. But what was the hardest part about starting this podcast? Yeah, I would say... I think the hardest part about like a podcast in general is I, I always say to myself, which I I'm laughing. I talk to myself, but I always say it's just as easy as it is hard. And so when I'm interviewing, like the hard part, when you really think about it, like when you're interviewing guests, like you're interviewing a guest, you have to stay engaged. You have to think of your audience. You have to think of transitioning to the next question and you have to watch the time and you have to pray that the zoom connection doesn't, you know, disconnect. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the hard part, right? You're like, how do I make sure everything like doesn't get messed up basically. And then the easy part is what I remind myself, like when I get nervous is like, I'm doing this. I always remind myself, why did I start this in the beginning? Right. It's because I think people are like, just genuinely, I think people are naturally interesting. And um, like, I want to learn about their career paths and like, it's an opportunity to meet new people. But um, I would say it's just as hard as it is easy because it's like, it. I don't feel as nervous anymore, but you know, when you press record, like everything you say, you're like, you know, you want to be yourself, but it's hard when, you know, you have to be prepared as well. Like you can't go into these things and like, I mean, you could maybe get away with people, you know, more, but, um, you know, I'm definitely prepared before an interview, but how can you be prepared, but also be flexible? I think that's Mm -hmm. something that, you know, because like, I think the conversation, like when it just becomes like a good conversation is usually not the planned one. Um, so that, and then I think the hardest part about starting, I think for a lot of people is usually the launch. So a lot of people, which I didn't know about, like I Googled how to start a podcast. I actually was on, like I've only been on two podcasts, but I reached out to the guy that interviewed me. His name is Joe Minichino. I think I got that right. Joe, if you're listening, Mm -hmm. I appreciate you, but he had a podcast and I had a good experience. So I reached out to him like almost a year ago and 
like was asking him about like, what is the hardest part and like all that stuff. So that's kind of where I got the confidence to know like what things to worry about, what things to not worry about. But a lot of people like the launch is really scary. Obviously, like I forget, but I mean, I was like, I think that first month of that, the idea came into my mind on July 8th. And then I, I think it took me like two weeks to record that intro episode. And there were some mornings I'd wake up and I'd be like, what are you doing? Like, don't expose yourself. Like what, like, don't do this. And that didn't happen too often, but when it did, I'd be like, okay, like I'm not going to record today. I think I just need like a break. So like, I think the imposter syndrome is like just natural in like that setting. Like who am I to start a podcast? Um, I think what helped was I knew I was um, like focusing on like people that wanted to become sports dietitians. So I didn't feel too much of it as an imposter, but you're still like, who are you to be starting this? But like, it was so crazy because when the idea came into my head, like I remember being like, I'm not not going to do this. Like I knew I was going to be so mad at myself if I didn't do it. And I couldn't live with like not doing it, that it's crazy to think like, I really knew from that day I was going to do it. So anyways, the launch is really scary. Cause you're like, some people will record like a whole season before they ever launch it. Some people actually never even launch their podcast, which is like really sad actually. Oh. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> so I feel really lucky that not like COVID pushed me, but I kind of felt like if I don't do this now, like this is when t- people had time to listen. Like I had extra time to make the podcast, right? Like our lives were changed. We both, like our fall seasons were canceled. Like life was different. And I kind of like, I didn't have an ultimatum, but it was like, if I didn't start this now, like, I don't think the stories, like the stories mean a lot now, but I think we can all agree. Like the stories meant more like in COVID because I think we all kind of needed that like push or that like inspiration. So I think the launch is definitely like the scariest, but ho- having a podcast isn't hard at all. It's tedious, but I would never say this work is hard, but there's a lot of different like things you have to keep in mind. Like anyone can really start a podcast. Like this is not sponsored by Anchor, but I use the host site Anchor and it's kind of the equivalent of like YouTube for podcasters. So it's very user-friendly. I think the biggest advice for anyone that wants to start a podcast is that you want to make sure that you have a niche that you're kind of aiming towards. You want to get into podcasting for the right reasons. For me, I was like, if I can help one person, then this will be worth it, right? So pretty low expectation of, you know, you have to get into it for like the right reasons. Um, You know, who's your community, but probably the biggest thing. And like, I don't know why this is like my strength is like consistency. Also, like, I feel like COVID kind of taught us like a weird lesson. Like, I remember when I first started the podcast, I was like, oh, like I should, I should um, release episodes bi-weekly, like every other week, because that's the smart thing to do, right? Because in the world of, you know, you want to go slow. <laughs> like It's true, right? Like I'm doing that now, but I, I feel like COVID, like, I don't know, it kind of taught us like, not like there's no rules, but like, if you have a plan and you have the time or like some sort of, like, there are no rules because I mean, I hope the world never such shuts down again, but like it could, you know? And so if you know that like it could, then you're going to like do what you can in the time that you have. So like, I was like, I was three episodes ahead. I had the intro yours and Kelly's and I was like, okay, like there's a lot of dietitians. Like I could just, you know, keep going. But I think the, like the harder part, which I didn't really put together. I remember it was, um, it was the December. I was like, started interviewing for season two and I interviewed Riley Beatty. And I said to Riley, I was like, I don't know if I can do weekly episodes in the spring like I just don't know if I can do it because I was also getting a little nervous because I was like 
we had all these great guests in um, the fall. And I'm like, what if people start repeating? Like, not like it's their fault. Like I'm, you know, I'm kind of asking similar questions, which I ended up kind of changing a bit, but I was just getting nervous. She was like, no, like people are listening, like you should do weekly. And I'm so glad she said that because like, it was so worth it. I think it was like end of February, March. I might've called you Meredith, or maybe it was like later, but I, I think was- so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore because I didn't really put it together that like sports started back up like uh, at work and like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like I just didn't really put that together and I was like, I was definitely getting a little burnt out, but that's because like things kind of were going back to normal and I was like, just, and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I just felt bad. Like people also have guilt when they like leave the podcast or take a break because your audience like relies on you. So it's like, I don't know what to do. And just luckily Jessica Isaacs is my last guest. And I was like, oh, I guess I've interviewed 30 people before. I mean, up until that point, let me just recap 30 of my last guests and like give people closure. Like, um, I'm sure everyone's just like, we didn't care if you did that or not, or I have no idea. But like, it's super funny too. Cause like recapping 30 people was not easy at all. Like, I'm so glad I did that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's like the launch is the scariest and then it's like, you know, taking a break. But if I didn't take that break, I would have probably produced like bad interview or I have to, I have to enjoy it or like, cause this is extra work for me in a positive way. And if I'm not having fun, then like, this isn't fun. like, I can't do this and not have fun, you know? Totally. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think it's, you know, your, your audience has been created for you, right? Like we, we've got a target audience with this podcast. Um, but also I think a lot of veteran sports RDs listen because it's their friends or their colleagues or, um, I've always wanted to learn from this person. Um, and so you have that community that relies on you to now, I think to reduce, to produce those episodes, your content on Instagram is really fun and gets people really engaged. Um, so basically what I'm saying is like, you know, anyone maybe could have created this podcast but I think you've just taken it to the next level and it makes it so that everyone wants to listen and people are relying on you because yeah you make it fun yeah don't worry we're not going to stop the podcast but but yeah (laughs) but anyways but I what I meant to say was I called Meredith it was the day before the 30 for 30 episode came out and I was like I must have listened to it once or something, or like the final time. And I was like, okay, this sucks. Like, I was just like, I don't know, something felt really bad about it. And it was like four o'clock and I like got a nice coffee from Duncan. I was like, I'm just going to stay up all night and redo it. And I called Meredith. I was like, I just need some like advice or info. Like I was like, really like, I don't know what to do. And and you helped me out a lot. And then I never ended up re-recording that. I think I just needed like, I don't know, but it was just so funny. Like you've definitely helped me. And I always forget, like people don't know, like Obviously, Meredith was the first guest, but I forget people don't know like we're friends or like we talk, <laughs> we talk all the time. But um, yeah, and believe it or not, Liz, the last time we saw each other in person was two years ago yesterday. I'm so sad. sad. <laughs> sad. But CPSCA 2022, here we come. Um, so, um, which which guest or guests have had the most impact on you since you are an established sports RD? you know, this conversation necessarily, you're not getting out of it like, hey, now I want to be a sports dietitian, but you know. I hope not, yeah. Whose story or advice has been really impactful? Yeah, I mean, obviously the 30 for 30 episode kind of answers all of those people of what impact they kind of had on me, but 
I can't name one. What I have to say was before I started this, I don't think I realized, and I know I said this um, maybe in that 30 for 30 episode, like I didn't realize how much like I would have been inspired of like what people said or how much like it meant something to me during that time. So I think probably the biggest thing was like, let's say there's, there's 20 things or 20 experiences that I've had in my life as a sports dietitian or early professional that maybe I felt I was like on an island about, or like, I've never heard anyone talk about an experience that maybe I've had, or I don't know. There's a lot of things like that you just don't know other people go through because people don't talk about it. And like, probably from this podcast, like there's been 17 other times that people have brought up situations that like, I've also have gone through and maybe there's only three left that I'm like, I don't know if anyone's ever experienced this, but like, so I think it's just, I think what I love about the podcast, which I don't know if I intended to do was just normalize a lot of situations for like just current sports dietitians or just like hearing people say stuff, like not just like negative things that you experience, but also positive things of like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I just feel like things, maybe I felt like I was on an Island about, like I'm, I'm not. And I think we've all kind of realized we're a lot more similar, even if you have, you know, five years of experience, two years of experience, or you've been a veteran, like someone has something to say that probably hit home for all of us, because obviously they go through their career path and have probably said something, but that's kind of how I felt is like, just situations have been um, normalized and you just feel like you're not alone, which is nice. It is nice. I think we have such a great community of sports dietitians and we need to make sure that we're not staying isolated and just reaching out with questions and um yeah I mean I think of the times that like we ask each other you know oh my gosh this just happened and one of us is like oh yeah (laughs) been there or you know just normalizing it validating it that yeah it's happened and we'll get through it yeah and I think when you're younger it's so hard too because you don't have that network yet so you just sit with Mm -hmm. it Mm-hmm. And I don't want to ruin the last question, but like, you just, like, I just wish I didn't sit with it so much, but like you, not like you don't have a choice, but you do have a choice. There's people like us, you can reach out to us, but like, you can ask for help, but I think it's just harder. Cause you're like, you feel like you should know the answer. And so it's embarrassing. So you're like, yeah. I'm going to just pretend that like, cause it's easier. And then what's the cost you living in your own anxiety puddle? Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. So <laughs> yes. Um, with a year under your belt and, you know, some questions have been the same throughout interviews. Some have been different. How do you come up with those questions and topics? And do you see yourself asking different types of questions for this next kind of go around or? Yeah. So I think when I first started, obviously it was like, I had everyone to like, there was just so many, I feel like I not like went after people first, but obviously when I, whoever I was interviewing, I knew their background or researched it and knew, okay, like this person's tactical. I'm going to ask them tap. So it was like the person, then the theme maybe. And then it was like in November, like, I don't know if this was a sports dietitian or like a student, like must've DM'd the Instagram page. And they were like, thank you for this incredible resource. And I was like, a resource like I thought a resource was like a book or like a magazine and like mm-hmm. that was so crazy to me because I just I wasn't I don't know what I was trying to do but it wasn't that I mean that is amazing and so I was like okay like if people are thinking this is a resource like I think that's what made it easier for me so if you actually look back on like season two like you kind of noticed that like a lot of people that I interview or that I choose to interview right now are like they have different um like 
careers or, or um, different like sports that they work with or different, right. like, there are different types of sports dietitians. So like Seb Zorn was the collegiate football only sports dietitian. Um, like Laura Moretti, eating disorders in sports, Jenny Westerkamp, um, dietetic internships, like Anthony Zamora, Chef RD. So like they became more like about maybe the topic versus it's always about the person, but um, I feel like that's been a shift and that's been easier for me too, because I have, I want to keep it interesting for, I guess you, obviously my audience, but for me too. And so I might go more for like topics, but it's, I also like, I think I'm hard on myself sometimes, but like anyone I interview, I think I'm just so lucky too. Like everyone makes this podcast look good. Like, you know, I put all the work in and like put the questions together, but like, you know, everyone's story is just so amazing. And like, you don't, I could interview the same person that's, you know, 10 football only sports RDs in a row. And I'm sure they would be just as, you know, insightful or impactful, but um, like, I try to go for that variety, but I know in the back of my mind, like I could really interview anyone listening. Like, and that's, what's really special about the podcast too, is that like, I mean, it's a lofty goal to interview every sports dietitian ever, but like, I really could. And that's on the profession to be like, thank you for like, we're all just alike. Like we're all just passionate. We're all driven. We're all goal oriented and stuff. So I think just, it's really cool to know anyone I'm going to bring on. is going to not like deliver, but like, think of all the podcasts that aren't by like someone in the field. Like it's hard to relate because they're not in the field, you know, and they're more asking about like, tell us about keto or like, I'm not asking (laughs) about that. So I think it's also just like a different experience because like I can relate to the guests too. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think something to look forward to. So this, this, this episode came out, but you don't know about it yet. We're recording. This is a month ahead of time, but um, I just recorded my first panel episode that came out now two weeks ago. Yes. (laughs) It's super funny because I was like kind of nervous for that because like the zoom connection like now you're bringing five people on the zoom like is someone's sound not gonna work is someone gonna be like eating lunch like I don't know like you just you're like there's more things to kind of like worry about but it was a really great experience like it was easier than I thought maybe and so I think that's what I'm I'm gonna switch it up I think so I think more panels to come um I think they're just fun or just I don't know but yeah it's almost like a I mean, it's kind of like a webinar, but a di- it's more of a conversation, right? I know it is like, just like and, and I feel like those are those are resources at that point. That's a resource, yeah. yeah. So, stay tuned for that. I can't wait. I think I think there's, I don't think there's like a cap to the potential of this podcast. I think you could go in so many directions with it. So I'm excited to see what you do. Yeah, so I think year, or I don't know what year it is at this point. I don't know. Season four is panel season, whenever that comes out. But yeah, never mind. We already started doing panels. But yeah, I, I would say that's in the works, but I haven't started working on it yet. So yeah, DM me any ideas that you have of different topics. Um, yeah. Do you want me to DM you or should I just yeah. DM you? Okay. Yeah. You can DM me right now. Uh, that's kind of rude. I'm going to interview all the executive directors. I don't think there's like that many. So <laughs> yeah, I know that word. That's, and that's so more executive to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty intense, that word. Yeah, it's you better cool. live up to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Liz, switching gears. It's rapid fire round time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I made these up this morning. 
So we'll see how it goes. All right. Okay. Go. What is your go-to summer no-cook meal when it's hot out? No cook meal? Like takeout? Yeah, asking for a friend, aka me, because it's a hundred degrees in Salt Lake City. Do you mean like takeout? Like if you're not gonna cook or like no, like <laughs> what can I make that I'm not gonna burn my kitchen up and and therefore like get super hot in the kitchen? Oh, a salad. <laughs> okay. A salad. This is my favorite salad right now. Okay. Okay, this is what I need to know. Here we go. Arugula. Yes. Beets. Do you like beets? Mm-hmm. Okay, golden and is it maroon? Red. 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 red, red beans. Yeah. Goat cheese. Goat cheese. Uh-huh. And salmon. Ooh. I could definitely do that. And I just made some salmon in the air fryer last night. And it was probably the best salmon I've ever had in my life. Oh, really? I should do. I don't know why. I need to use my air fryer more. I think I'm just nervous. I've been using it because it's literally 100 degrees in Salt Lake. And so... Yeah, um, but I was just trying to get that was a selfish question. I was just trying to get into. No, I hope that was a good answer. It was a great answer. I haven't cooked with beets in a little while, so I'm going to do that again. What's the most popular item at the fuel stations you've worked at? Like, what can they not live without? I just feel like Greek yogurt is just such an amazing staple, and I don't know if that's me selfishly or like I think athletes would agree. Like. There's just nothing better than knowing that you have access to Greek yogurt because you got your protein, you got your calcium and it's like, it's not a meal, but it's might be better than a shake. Like, you know, it could just feel good. And yeah, so, you can customize it with some toppings. Oh, maybe there's like a Greek yogurt bar. Let's throw in some granola, raspberries, mm-hmm. chocolate chips. That sounds good. Also a fun fact. Do you know the mini pie crust? Like, you know, I don't know the brand I'm blanking, like the pie crust. Yeah. Brand. Uh-huh. Um, they make it, do you know, they make mini pie crusts? I think so. So you take a vanilla Greek yogurt or any Greek, actually, okay. Key lime pie lovers, take a key oh. lime pie, like Greek light and fit yogurt, put it in the mini pie tray, like have some chocolate chips, some coconut like shreds. I mean, that's extra, but like, that's like a really fun dessert and it's fun for your athletes oh. too. So that's like Crazy. the new hack of the season. I like that. Do you just freeze it for a little bit? You just eat it as it. You don't freeze it. You just eat it as it is. We don't have time for that. Inspired. Do you pronounce this spice cumin or cumin? Say it again. Do you pronounce this spice cumin or cumin? Cumin. No, I don't know. Good answer. Is that right? Well, people say cumin sometimes. It's not cumin. That sounds like (laughs) a cartoon character. Um, Do you write DEXA with an E or no E? Oh, so that really is a thing. So we don't have, I don't have a DEXA at work. I believe it really is DXA, but then also I understand if it's D-E-X-A. Like I, yeah, I am like hardcore DXA and I, (laughs) I will not budge on that. Approximate number of energy bites you've made in your life. Like of the actual balls? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a joke. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was going to get 8,400. No, I feel like energy bites became popular in 2018 and then there was COVID. So I haven't been making too many bites. Mm-hmm. I made homemade Reese's cups in COVID and like, oh my God, those are amazing. Like those need to come. I out. remember you posting those. Those yeah. look so good. I miss the COVID recipes. I don't do that anymore. I mean, I don't 
because we're not stuck in the house. Right. <laughs> Hopefully we continue to not be stuck in the house. Um, how do you like your eggs cooked? Do you scramble, fried, over medium, over hard, over easy, omelet? I think omelet. Okay. I respect but that. I'll, I'll eat like any type of eggs. I think I might've said this on another episode, but if you have to bring one thing to a party, like if someone's like, sign up, bring something to a party and you choose to bring deviled eggs, like I just <laughs> don't understand that. Like I, and you know what? I'm sure if I had one, they're fine. Like I can get over the smell, but like, why would you want to bring that? Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want you to bring deviled eggs ever. Like they're, they're probably a lot of work because you got to hard boil them and do the give all the other options. Like, right. But there are the folks that are like deviled eggs, like sign me up. And I'm like, like people won't like you for that. Like I will say I'm from Maryland and so crabs are really big. And when like my mom used to make crab deviled eggs and it, they were really good. Okay. I mean, I, maybe I would try that. But I yeah, I'm not signing up to bring that to a party. Bring energy bites instead. Yeah, for sure. So Liz, why do you love helping aspiring sports dietitians? Because you're always the one who at the conferences, like you're talking to the younger folk, you're motivating everyone. You've started this podcast. You help with the student um, newsletter or just like you know, getting students involved, like, why is that, why is this topic so passionate for you? Well, I didn't know if I was going to tell this story, but I might as well just share it with the group. So I don't know if I ever told you this, but um, during my dietetic internship six years ago, oh my God, I am getting old. Uh, we, we had a journal um, every week about like our rotation. And so that was the first time I've ever journaled. So I had a journal um, once a week for 40 weeks. And that was the time I found out what a sports dietitian was. Like that was really where, when I was in LA, like learning about, like, I was like writing a book about my life basically. And after that 40, the, the last week ended, I never thought like I stopped journaling obviously, cause it was, it was an assignment. And then like a few months later I was in SNP and something must've happened where I felt the need to like start writing again. And anyways, long story short for like for five years. So from 23 to 28, I journaled like everything that's kind of happened in my career up until that point. Good, bad. Wow. Like I have what I felt like before my first day at UConn, like what I, what I was feeling. I have what I felt like before I took the RD exam after, before the CSSD, everything like crazy that's ever happened to me. My whole interview experience process of like like how it felt looking for a job and so anyways when I spoke at that conference like I didn't make that topic not like up about like um like what the interview was really like I had a lot of that stuff because I experienced it myself and so I told myself like I don't know maybe this was over a year ago I was like I have to I have to write a book on like what it's really like to be a young professional because those five years of what I wrote down, like, I was like, why am I the only, like, or why do I, like, I've had these experiences, really amazing things I've never um, could have imagined. Also really crazy things that I didn't know were like a thing. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I have a job. Like most people have a job. Why aren't they like telling, like warning people about like <laughs> things and, and don't get me wrong. Like there's been, I've had a million mentors that have helped me out tremendously, but there's been so many like things that I'm like, I can't be the only one. I would like to think I'm normal enough. 
like I'm kind of strange, but like, you know what I mean? Like why? And so what was crazy was I told myself like in 2019, I was going to write a book, but I was like, this is going to be hard. It's going to edit. Like it's going to take me forever. And I was like, by the time I turn 30, I'm going to you know release this book, whatever. I'm like, what it's like to be a young professional. And so I never, I stopped journaling like last October, I turned 28, but like, sorry, I'm, I'm going out of order. But so last July, when the podcast idea came in my head, it didn't really just come out of the podcast idea was totally random. Like never okay. my life was I like, let's start a podcast. Mm-hmm. But this idea of helping like early sports dietitians or students like has been like accumulating for five years. And so I think it's just a lot of the podcast, I know it's called sports already snippets, but it's also kind of called what I wish I knew. Um, you know, yeah. so like a lot of times, like whenever I usually I'm talking to my guests, like a lot of things they've experienced too, are things that I've written down five years ago or like that happened, you know, two years ago. Um, and so I don't know, it just kind of come a little bit like natural to me, but I'm like, how can I not say something? Like, how can I not help people that like the interview process is really hard. And if you can just tell someone that then like, that's so much better than them not knowing at all and thinking that they're the only one that can't find a job for three months. Um, you know, so yeah, that's the soapbox. But yeah, I don't, I, I didn't really tell anyone about the book. I don't think I'm ever going to write it because this is so much easier. Just everyone else is the <laughs> one giving advice. Like you guys are the ones that are like bringing this podcast to life because it's not just my advice. It's obviously it's, it's everyone, like the veterans, like, it's just amazing, like hearing from everyone. So this is like my book, but it's a podcast and it's just so much easier. So, I mean, unless someone wants me to write a book, well, like I'm good. <laughs> All of a sudden you get 30 DMs, write a book, write a book. Yeah. You know, if, if you do land on the front table at Barnes and Noble, I would not be surprised. Just saying. That could be a really cool goal. Front table at Barnes. Maybe when I'm 40, because I don't know if I have enough time. You just write a book about like sports RD bloopers and everyone just submits the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened. Oh. <laughs> it just yeah. happens. I feel oh. like it happens every day. Yeah. I mean, this isn't the most embarrassing or even that embarrassing, but even yesterday I was meeting with a recruit and I wasn't looking up before I shook someone's hand and I accidentally introduced myself to the coach and I know the coach quite well um and it was very embarrassing in front of this kid's family just wasn't looking (laughs) anyway um we want to know a little bit about behind the scenes stuff for podcasts so I don't know if you've got any cool just like behind the scenes oh I already forget this but there's no microphone. Like people think, I, I'm sure people think I have a microphone in a studio. Like I really we don't. should though. Cause like, I think about podcasters and how they do live episodes on YouTube. So cool. You like that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But even if it wasn't, a, I don't know. It's super funny. Like I remember asking the person that was helping me, like who, who had a podcast and he was like, no, you don't need a microphone. And you don't need it for sure. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just, I still don't feel like I need a microphone. I think this feels more casual versus like if I had a studio, I think it'd feel more like pressure or something. Like, I don't know, but it's kind of funny. Like I actually like record those intros. Like when I'm, you know, reading the bio or some, or like talking before the episode is like, I actually just hold my phone. I actually record and edit everything on my phone. 
like so cool so like I don't think people would like know that so that's kind of random I don't I don't think I wish I had a studio it's nice I can record from everywhere um from anywhere at any time basically um it was it is obviously called sports OD snippets but um like when you when I first interviewed you I think I was trying to do interviews like 30 minutes and under because I was like yes it's called sports OD snippets I could also make the analogy that this just takes a snippet of your time like cool like (laughs) but then I think Angela Brzezina's episode was 40 minutes and I was like I'm not gonna not like she had really good things to say and then I mean, now it's, some of them are a little long, but, um, but clearly some of them are not a snippet of your time, but um, that, as long as the people want to listen, then that's all that matters. Yeah. Well, exactly. thanks for sharing that stuff, Liz. And as you, you know, I'm new at this hosting podcasting, but I did pick up on your final question of your podcast is if you could tell your younger RD self one thing, what would it be? I would say, I don't, I think people have said this before, but just, you have to like, trust your gut. Like your gut is never wrong, whether you're a dietitian for a year or 10 years. I believe if you're feeling something like this doesn't feel right, or like this feels right, it's probably right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, you know, obviously like to ask for help. Like, I think I waited three months I wasn't trying to wait three months until I asked for help, but it wasn't until someone reached out to me and um, like, don't sit in your own puddle of worry if you don't have to. And I think things would have been easier for me if I just reached out for help and not being like embarrassed about what I didn't know, because all those things, like I shouldn't, I shouldn't not have known anyways, because I didn't have that much experience. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's why you need help because you're young. Like it makes sense. But I think you feel like you're not supposed to but like you are um and just believe in yourself too you'll have people that believe in you and there's there's always the haters out there and um you know you you we always tend to remember like what the naysayers say right you're not thinking about you know and that stuff like hurts like that stuff really can hurt but just remember the people that believe in you and like even a lot of us that have interns, like just tell them that like you believe in them too. Like, I think people forget sometimes like we're so busy and like, you don't have to be like, oh, I believe in you too. But like saying like, hey, I trust you go do this. Or like, hey, like you got this. Like that goes a really long way. And I mean, I think for all of us, we can probably count on our hands how many people have said like, hey, I believe in you. And it means a lot. So I think just like going out of your way and like telling people that you work with that you appreciate them or that like, they have that potential. Like, I think that can get lost sometimes, but, um, I don't know. I don't remember who said like, I, I mean, I remember who says like, Hey, like you got this, like go for it. And, um, I think we need more of that or it doesn't hurt. No, one's going to be offended if you say something nice. No, definitely not. That's, that's really good advice. I'm a new mentor to many fellows and dietetic interns now, because that's just kind of how our program is set up, which is really cool. And uh, it's always good to just hear that stuff and remind yourself like, hey, go out and tell them they're doing a good job. And Hold me to it. I have a, I have a I will. snip. I'm out. excited for you to have a snip. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome Paige. Welcome Paige. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, yeah, it's crazy. But I think, I don't know. Like it goes a long way. And people don't know what it can mean. 
It absolutely does. Well, Liz, this was fun. I know. I'm sad. Is it over? I don't know. I guess so. But yeah, I guess I'll just say, yeah, thank you for everyone for listening. Um, I don't think I'm, hopefully I won't get emotional right now, but like I, I, when I said to myself in like February and March of when I was doing like weekly episodes, I remember being like, like, I don't know if I'll ever do this again. I said that to myself in February, March. I was like, why would I say that? Like, that's so weird. And what I meant by that was like, I don't think I'll ever get that time back of like being able to do weekly episodes. And I know why I was able to do that was because you guys were all listening and sharing the podcast. And like, that was my motivation to keep going. So I know I'm going to cry. I'm just kidding. But yeah, thank you. It means a lot. It's that time. It's that time again. Bye everyone. I'm waving, but you can't see that. Okay. Bye. Okay. See you in the season. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on Sports Arty Snippets. I hope you found our conversation helpful today. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Share the podcast or tell another sports RD to be or sports dietitian about it. If you can rate and review the podcast, it really helps the show and is much appreciated. Remember to follow along on Instagram at Sports RD Snippets to see what Sports RD guest is featured each week. I'm super excited to bring on my upcoming guests, so stay tuned. I'm Liz Waluka, and thanks so much for listening.